You are listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Well, hello, everyone. Doug Thorpe here. Uh, You are participating in a new episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'll be your host, and today we're going to take a bit of a departure from what we've been doing. As you may know, if you followed this podcast and read any of my articles, I am a big uh, champion of leadership and wanting to help business owners and senior executives improve their leadership skills and abilities. But you know, there's one big area when we talk about leadership that a lot of people overlook, or at least I don't spend a lot of time talking to you about it. And I apologize for that, but I'm going to make up to you today with uh, our special guest. I've invited a a friend of mine and a um, health and fitness expert who is actually my coach that um, uh, he's going to share with us some ideas. His name is Luke Prentice, and uh, he's here with us. Luke, welcome to the show. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I look forward to it. So uh, Luke and I have had our own journey over the years. Uh, Once upon a time, as my daughter, my only daughter, was getting ready to get married, I reached out uh, to an area gym that I was aware of and wanted to get on a program to kind of uh, do some work before the wedding so that my tux would fit a little better, if you guys uh, can relate to that. And in the process, I met Luke, and he became my trainer there, and we have stayed in touch over the years and worked together and done things. Um, Luke, with that, tell the uh, listeners here a little bit about your journey in health and fitness. Uh, sure, Doug. Uh, so myself, my, I started out, I grew up as a sports kid. I've always loved sports, played sports through high school. Thought I would get a scholarship to uh, play basketball in college and didn't get the offers I was hoping for. So I ended up in the Coast Guard and uh, served active duty there, loved it, and used the GI Bill from there to go to college. And I was going to become a coach, so I uh, got my degree in kinesiology. Well, about the time I was graduating, personal training, fitness coaching was becoming an actual real job. And one of my professors told me about a place that I could go and have a 401k and insurance and all these things. And so I, I pivoted from being a coach to being a fitness professional at that point and did the, did the gym thing, the big box gym thing for three, four years, and then broke off on my own and started my own personal training business and have been doing that for the past 23 years now. And that's where I met you was at Greatwood Training Center, which was a couple of trainers that we had gotten together from the the box gym is called Q the Sports Club. I don't know if you remember, but it was it wasn't around a real long time. But we all kind of got together and started up a little training studio in uh, your subdivision there, and worked in there for twenty plus years until COVID shut us down. So now, uh, since then, I decided to go online. I train over Zoom and I train over a phone app now, and um, yeah, it's ended up being a really good thing. I'm able to work with a lot more people that don't have to live within a ten mile radius of me anymore. Right, right. And, uh, you know, my own journey working with you, um, we did the training and then there were some life events that happened and I kind of temporarily went another direction and I actually got involved in a what was ultimately a CrossFit uh, gym. It was not the big box, but um, 
being over 60 and actually over 65, uh, CrossFit wasn't exactly a smart move for me. So I kept uh, uh, looking around and uh, one fortuitous day, Luke's uh, social media stream popped up in a, in a Facebook post I was reading. And Luke, I got to tell you, I think I've told you this before. I don't want to embarrass you, but you know, when you and I first trained together, in, in my humble opinion, you were fit, but you looked more like a linebacker. You know, <laughs> you were kind of kind of a big chunk. Yeah, of more of a host. That's right. And what struck me about the Facebook post is, is you had, had slimmed down and chiseled down. And I said, dang, you know, what's, what's going on with that? So tell me what your own transition was. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I followed the, the traditional fitness advice that I was taught in college and my, my certifications taught me, you know, eat five to six small meals a day, keep your metabolism high, lift heavy weights and, do like muscle splits, you know, body part splits. I do chest and triceps real heavy one day, then, you know, legs another day, arms another day. And it's just, it was a great way if you're just trying to be strong, but I wasn't really fit. I, I was strong, um, but my body fat was probably above 20%, whereas now my body fat's around 10%. And it's, it, it, it start to get older. And I, I thought I was a lot more fit than I was until in my mid forties when I wasn't able to lift quite as heavy as I was. And I started losing a little muscle and it became apparent to me um, on a spring break trip when my wife at the time was snapping pictures of us. I and mean, this was in what, 2018, 2017. And uh, I'm walking on the beach and I'm like, Oh my God, is that me? And I'm, I was following 90%, you know, per, you know, 90% of the time I was following the plan that we were taught with the five to six small meals a day, get your protein, your carbs, your fat, doing everything we were supposed to do, everything I was teaching my clients to do as well. You know, I practiced what I preached and lo and behold, all of a sudden I, I noticed that I'm not in any kind of shape that I'm supposed to, not as a fitness professional, I'm not supposed to be in that kind of shape. And about that time, so I started investigating what was going on, what was I doing wrong? And intermittent fasting was starting to become a, a thing. It wasn't real popular yet, but again, I was of the belief that you had to eat every three hours or else you were going to lose muscle. Your metabolism was going to drop from not getting any food. All those things that we were taught, you know, years in, in college and the, through the certifications, that's all they taught us. And uh, one of the trainers at my gym, he decided to do the intermittent fasting. And lo and behold, he started getting stronger, putting on muscle and losing fat. I was like, how in the world is that going on? How do you have energy to work out? Where's the muscle coming from? If you're not having protein every three hours, you're awake. And um, so I thought I'd give it a try. And sure enough, your energy comes up. You start burning off fat for energy instead of burning food for energy all the time where your blood sugar goes up, your high energy, then your blood sugar goes down, your low energy. Uh, your body will actually take the energy from the fat and it will use that to combine with your protein to where you don't need as much protein and you'll build muscle and burn fat at the same time. And the third thing, the unexpected part of it, is I started to get into it, then I started to really research it and find out more about it. And there's a process where your cells actually turn over. It's called autophagy, but big word for your cells die every 90 days and you replace new cells, the majority of the cells in the body. But the problem is we don't get rid of those uh, dead cells, so the dead cells just hang around in there. And that's what causes a lot of the the diseases that we have today come to find out is from these dead cells lurking around in our body. And when you go into that fasting mode, it forces your body, since it doesn't have any food in the stomach, to go out and get those dead cells, eat them up, and actually renews your body. So 
not only did I lose fat, gain energy, but I also, my, my energy was renewed. My, well, I already said energy, but my, my skin started getting better. Just my, everything about me felt younger again. I felt at 50 years old, when it really started to kick in for me, I felt better than I did since maybe my early thirties, I'd have to say. Um, you know, so you've kind of shifted that focus now with your clientele, and uh, you mentioned doing a lot of the Zoom workout. You, you, you've got your own sort of private setup there to demo things, and um, since I came back and, and re-engaged with you, we haven't had a single face-to-face -face yet, right? No, sure haven't. We sure haven't. I'm amazed how well Zoom works. I'd had people. So at first, when I went online, I was trying to do it strictly through an, a phone app, and I, I would do the workout, put the workout into there, into the app, and they could hit the video and watch me do the video, and then they would perform the exercises. Well, with Zoom, I'd, I'd heard of like group classes like Zumba and things like that doing it, but I didn't really think that it would work for personal training as far as correcting someone's form midstream, um, checking on you know if, if they're using the right weight, if they're using the right technique, all the things that we were able to do in person, I didn't think you could do over Zoom. And Lo and behold, it, it works. It's almost like I'm standing right there. I, I'm shocked at how well it works. So I've really become a big fan of this Zoom training. It's, it's really done well. And now it's, it's the bulk of my business now is through Zoom training. And it, my clients are having great success with it. They don't have it, to leave their house. They don't have to have a gym membership. We're just doing, and we do what's called, that's another big change in industry is, you know, I grew up thinking that we had to lift heavy weights, had to be progressive overload you always have to lift more weight to build more muscle and you have to progress that way with heavier weights when actually that's not the case if you do by by using progressive overload you're trying to make your body adapt to a new stress well you can do the same thing just by doing different exercises make your body adapt to a new exercise but keep the weight light and your body still has has progressive overload from that and you don't have the injury and you get great results so we do metabolic circuits now where we just have a pair of 15 pound dumbbells is all you need or resistance bands like we used with yourself and uh, 30 minutes, six foot of floor space, maybe a couple uh, door handles or something to hook bands on if we're using resistance bands and we get better results than we did with the heavy weights because we're not injured half the time for one. Secondly, we're getting total body workouts all the time. So we call them metabolic circuits because they raise your metabolism as well rather than just activating a couple muscles in your body per workout. So let's, um, you, you, you kind of walk through some of the topics I'm getting ready to ask you about, but let's, uh, let, let's hit them one by one. I call them the uh, perpetual myths that still exist in oh. fitness training right now. Um, I mentioned my own experience trying to go to a uh, CrossFit type gym you know, the idea there was uh, it was mixing it up. You, you were constantly changing movement and resistance and position. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I got some results, but it also created a large cost to my body. Uh, you know, knee pain, ankle pain, foot pain, uh, you know, things like that. Very so, common. So what are, uh, what are some of the things that uh, you would caution people to, to think about? It, it, it's all depends on your goals. Even the old way we used to do things, it, it, we used to do what we, what we call bodybuilding style workouts. They all kind of model for bodybuilding build muscle. If you're a bodybuilder, 
you're still going to want to do those type of muscle splits. If you're trying to become some huge, massive guy that can bench press 400 pounds, then yeah, you're still going to want to do a split routine. But 99% of my clients are just looking to get toned, lose body fat, have muscle tone. To do that, we don't need to we'll use those heavy weights or in the case of CrossFit, we don't need to use the ballistic movements that they use. All we need to do is have a minimum stress threshold upon our muscles, which isn't very high, by the way. It's just enough to make the body say, okay, I'm having some stress put upon me. I need to adapt to that stress. So we don't need to use a whole lot of weight, which people are still doing. They're going in there and, you know, stacking on these barbells for heavy squats and bench press and deadlifts and all those things. And unless you're a bodybuilder or you're a football player, unless you're going to use that heavy, heavy weight for strength purposes or muscle building purposes, you don't need it. If you're looking to get toned and fit, all you need is just minimum stress threshold, which is not very much. 15-pound dumbbells, while let's say if you were doing a chest press, you might have to do 20 repetitions of it, but you get just as much benefit as if you had 40-pound dumbbells doing eight repetitions with. So if you use the lighter weights, you don't stress the joints as much. Because our muscles, they can take a good deal of weight, but the joints that connect the muscles to the bone, they can't, you know, the tendons, they can't take it as much. So that's that's the the, the biggest thing that people are doing wrong is they're still lifting the old-fashioned way. They're trying to lift heavy and doing these slow muscle split routines where they're in the gym for an hour, hour and a half, uh, basically just beating up their joints and beating up parts of their body that don't need to be. You know, CrossFit, if I was a young 20-something-year-old and I wanted to compete in CrossFit games, okay, then do CrossFit. But for guys that are just looking to get fit that go join CrossFit gyms, that's not what they need. And they're putting their body at all kinds of risk for no reason. You know, if your goal was to use CrossFit to be a competitor, sure. But if that's not your goal, there's no reason in my eyes to be doing CrossFit. There's way better ways to burn fat, build muscle that are safer and and take less time and are just basically more effective than that for that purpose. And so people, people are using the wrong method for their goals is basically the problem. Good. Well, as I said, I can certainly attest to that. I, you know, there was a part of me and then of course all this was pre COVID. So I did enjoy, it was kind of a neighborhood gym environment and we, we trained in groups and all that group camaraderie was wonderful, Mm -hmm. but uh, inevitably at least once a week, I would go home with some kind of ailment that was almost debilitating for a few days you know, a, a elbow joint or a shoulder joint or knee or ankle, like I said, and um, uh, finally just said, all right, either either I'm too old for this or this is just not the right answer for me. And maybe it was a little of both, but. Uh, um, you know, just if you don't mind me interrupting, you know, the way to, we kind of joke, the way to spot a CrossFitter is they have K-tape all over them. You know, that kinesio tape they put on them. That's how you spot a CrossFitter because they're constantly taped up from all their injuries, all of them, even the young, old, it doesn't matter. They're all getting beat up by it. So when you see a guy with that K tape on, you can just assume they're a CrossFitter. That's, that's pretty much how we look at it. And it's usually. That's, that's a good point. And I tell you what, we may use that as an opportunity to take a break and we'll be right back after this short message. This program is sponsored by Headway Executive Coaching, your source for leadership development and team leading effectiveness. For more information, visit headwayexec.com. Well, all right. Hello, everybody. We're back. And today I am talking with Luke 
Prentice. He is a health and fitness coach. He's my coach. And uh, he's a guy I've known in the profession for several years now. And we're talking about some of the better ways for, especially for us older guys, to think about training so that we can up our fitness game without causing a lot of damage to our bodies. Luke, in the first half, we, we did talk about uh, CrossFit. And I, I, I guess I I don't want to pick on those guys because, again, I, I'll have to say from an, a kind of a psycho-emotional standpoint, I enjoyed everybody I got to meet there. It was just it, yeah. It was, I have nothing against CrossFit as a whole. It's it's if if you're if it's for the goals that you're trying to reach, CrossFit can be a really good thing. But if you're a guy who's in his 40s or above and you're trying to get tone, lose body fat, and add muscle tone, that there's much better ways to do it that you don't put your body at risk like that. Yeah. Well, and, and having said that, what I was going to ask was, what about the weekend warrior that wants to go join one of the big box gyms and, and just kind of show up? I, I know I know when you do that, there's usually pressure. There's somebody there talking to you about trying to join in one of the programs they've got. But since, since you worked in that part of the industry for a while, uh, it, it, talk to me about that approach as well. Well, the, the problem with that is, is the level of the trainers now because when I, I i came straight out of college did it for two or three years and then moved on and a lot of the guys um uh, i don't know how to put this if, if they if they stay there for very long and they and they don't break off on their own it's kind of telling about um their dedication to their profession if they're willing to just be because first off the gym takes so much of your money it, it's it's i don't know how anybody can make a living with the gym taking all of your money from you but secondly, that it kind of signifies that you're not able to retain your own. Because I had clients just begging me to leave. They're like, go somewhere else. I can pay you, you know, straight, you know, check or cash or what have you, not have to give money to the gym. They should be kind of hearing that same thing. And that when they're there, the gym gives them direction. I want you to train this way. I want you to use this selling tactic. They're under the direction of the gym. So it's not personalized as much as if it's an independent trainer is the problem they it's more of a one-size-fits-all type program and that's the biggest thing with personal training nobody is one-size-fits-all and that's that's kind of my hang-up with with something like a crossfit or a program that they don't that everybody does the exact same thing because as you and i know doug we started off with dumbbells and some of the exercises we were doing didn't work for you so we completely revamped everything switched over to resistance bands and still getting great workouts but now we don't have the problem Right. You've got to have that flexibility to where you can modify a routine for whoever you're working with. Everybody, especially, you know, I'm an older guy. I'm 51. So most of my clients are or my age or older. And by now, we all have some sort of dinged up body somewhere. There's a shoulder, a knee, a hip, something going on to where our body isn't working perfectly. So we can't do every single exercise. There are certain exercises I can't do anymore. All of my clients have certain exercises that aren't good for them. So I have to adjust, you know, the old saying, more than one way to skin a cat. Well, you know, if they can't do a shoulder press, we can do front raises. We can do, there's all sorts of shoulder exercises we can substitute with. Don't stress on the joint. So I would say that's the biggest thing with the box gym trainers is the lack of experience to modify programs for you. It's more of the one size fits all approach and it doesn't. And secondly, at that age, a lot of times they wear it as a badge of courage to have somebody come in there. And a lot of clients have been ruined this way. 
first time they come in, they think they need to beat this client up so they can barely walk the next day. So they go, oh, man, that trainer kicked my butt. That's no fun for anybody. You don't want to, you know, make make somebody so sore they can't move the next day. Then they're dreading coming back. So you start them off nice and easy, work their way in, build some confidence. Um, it just the mentality is just totally different for people in a box gym. They have access to certain machines. They have a circuit they're going to take everybody through. It's just the not enough variability and in individualized programs. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's shift gears a minute. Um, I'm excited about this for you, um, partly because, you know, part of my business is, is helping coach small business owners to, to grow and prosper their own business. And you have found a niche for what you do, Luke. And right. uh, tell, tell everybody about the new venture oh, that you're kind of getting into. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I, uh, about five, maybe eh, six years ago, I got a kayak. I've always loved fishing and I didn't want to go through the expense and the hassle of a boat. And some of my friends had boats, but they weren't always available to take me fishing when I wanted to go fishing. So about that time I started learning about fishing kayaks. Well, I got a fishing kayak and lo and behold, it was the perfect combination of, of my love for exercise. Cause you do get exercise when you're paddling or now pedaling. We pedal most of our kayaks now and, and fishing at the same time, which I love. And so I started doing that, just fell in love with it, just hopelessly addicted to kayak fishing. And kayak fishing has, has acquired quite a large following. But one thing I did realize as well is, and, you know, me being a guy that's exercised all my life, I still went out there and I was pretty darn tired from, you know, if the weather got a little bit nasty or the long ways, I was uh, surprised by how much physical fitness it took to, to, get, to get your kayak where you needed to go, catch the fish, and then make it back to the launch. So I decided to, with, the, with now that I'm training online already, to make a program for kayak fishermen to build their kayak strength and fitness. And I just released uh, my beta program, and it's called Kayak Beast, uh, to build kayak muscle and lose kayak weight. Because obviously, the lighter your load on the kayak, not only are you going to be more fit to, to do the paddling and pedaling, but it's easier. You have less weight that you're toting around as well. And I just started the program last week. This is the second week of starting today. And the first week, I have 10 participants in what's my beta program. So these 10 participants together have lost 55 pounds in the first week That's following awesome. the fasting, my flex fasting method. And the workouts are metabolic circuits, as we spoke of, but they're more designed to build kayak strength. So a lot of deltoid, rear deltoid work, a lot of core work, um, things that we're going to exercises that mimic what we do in the kayak and you know there's rowing machines in every single gym on earth so a lot of rowing type movements um, even things like you know loading up the kayak where we have to put it on top of a car loaded in a truck exercises to help with that so i've designed circuits around the different um, physical fitness needs for kayak fishing and then we're following the flex fasting method that we spoke of before and the first week was, has just been phenomenal and like you had said, with the CrossFit, with the tribe and the, the community. So that's really worked well with these 10 guys supporting each other. And I have them in a private Facebook group. They're posting their foods and other guys are talking, you know, interjecting all oh, that. That looks like a great meal. How'd you make that? And so the, the camaraderie, it's, and it's already there because the kayak fishing community already has all these different Facebook groups where they kind of support each other. And so that's what I did. I started a Facebook group, an open group called kayak fishing strength and fitness and then after um i got up to 
over 300 people in about a month. It, it gained pretty, pretty nice interest. And from there, I offered this beta program at a reduced price to get started. And it's been, it's been wonderful so far. First week's been amazing, better than I could have hoped for. That's awesome. So that's uh, identifying a, a very key niche that's part of your own passion and leveraging your professional skill and ability to, to try to serve a need out there. So it's a wonderful idea. So let, let's take a moment to tell people how, how would they find you or get a hold of you if they're interested in that or just the fitness training. Yeah, I know, guys, you know, I, I, I still do the Zoom client training all the same. This is just in addition to what I already do. And the best way to find me is either LinkedIn or Facebook, just Luke Prentice on either L-U-K-E-P-R-E-N-T-I-S-S, Facebook or LinkedIn. You can message me there. And that's, that's the best way to reach me. If you go on Facebook, I have a lot of free videos there that I've posted. Um, Ripped After 40 is a page that I have where I've posted a lot of um, eating tips, workout tips, uh, supplement tips. You know, supplements are, are a really big part of what I do now, too, because what, what, what I discovered when I started studying fasting and, and why the, my, fat, my body wasn't burning fat the way I thought it should, it's not just calories in versus calories out. As we start to get older, kind of like a car that might be 10 years old, certain parts start to wear out and might need to be upgraded or changed out. Well, same thing with fat burning. You know, we, it's not just one or two things. You know, we have gut health. We have thyroid health. We have our hormones. And hormones aren't just, you know, testosterone growth hormone. I'm talking cortisol, insulin, our hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin. There's a, there's a whole host of hormones that, that we need to get in check and get balanced with each other. To, to lose weight. And so there, it, there's a combination of a lot of different things in our body that work together to burn fat. And a lot of these supplements, and I'm talking like minerals, your basic supplements that we don't get from our foods, that we are used to get the, the soil that foods are now grown in, or they're so genetically modified, we don't get the nutrients that we used to, or just that where we live in our locale, we're only available, you know, we only have certain foods available to us. We can't get a broad enough nutrition spectrum to cover everything we need. So supplements help fill in those gaps and they kind of re replenish or repair these different parts in our body that contribute to our fat burning chain, I like to call it. So the supplements fixing our fat burning chain, reconnecting the links of the chain makes a huge difference as well. Now let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the food plan for this. You know, you, you have not yet advocated a particular program on food consumption so uh, talk a little bit about how you coach and advise on intake. Sure, sure. And so intermittent fasting was, was what really changed my life. And intermittent fasting, so the reason intermittent fasting works so well once I started to research it is our bodies, we have the same bodies that cavemen did. And back in caveman days, you know, they would go hunt for a, a woolly mammoth. And they might get a woolly mammoth one hunt, and then they might not get one for about a week. So it was good for them to eat as much food as they could, put on some body fat, and that body fat would sustain them during times of famine, two or three days a week when they couldn't get food. But nowadays, past you know 150 years, which is a blip on the radar in the 300,000 plus years we've been around, you know, 150 of these years, maybe 200, we've had constant access to food. So we never get that fasting time in between hunts or what have you. We don't hunt for our food. We have food, we have access to food all the time. So the body never gets a chance to burn off this fat that it's storing to protect us from famine. So instead, it just keeps storing, 
storing, storing, and we never burn it off. So with intermittent fasting, we kind of, we create our own little mini famines, if you will, by taking 16 hours of the day, not eating, and then eating for eight hours of the day. And the easiest way to do it is just start eating lunch and eat till noon or 11 to seven, basically skipping breakfast. And inevitably, when a lot of clients start with me, they're like, oh, I already skipped breakfast. No problem there. But do you shut down your eating at 8 p.m.? Well, I might have a snack at nine or eight, 10 or what have you. So it's not, it's not very hard to follow. Way easier than all the other diet plans that I've tried, that I've had my clients try the paleo, the keto, um, the Atkins diet, all these different diets where you're eating strange foods or eliminating foods that you love. Those don't work. They're not sustainable. They, you might be able to have willpower and gut your way through it for a month, two months, three months, lose 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds. But eventually, you're going to go off that diet and go back to eating normal again. And when that happens, you put the weight right back on. So with intermittent fasting, you never change what you eat. Now, if you're, if you're eating a horrible diet, you know, if you're eating pizza, cake, and Hostess Twinkies all the time, yes, you would have to modify what you eat. But if you're having, you know, once a week, you might have a pizza night. Uh, once a week, you might have taco night. You might have a beer two or three nights a week. As long as you keep it within that eight-hour window, you can do that and still lose weight. Matter of fact, one of the guys in my kayak beast program, he lost five pounds this week. He was in Louisiana at a fishing tournament. He said he drank beer. He was eating Cajun food the whole time, but he kept the fasting window going and still lost five pounds. So I'm, I'm not, as, not as focused on what we eat anymore because that doesn't work anyway. If you try to take away the food somebody loves, eventually they're going to go back to them. I mean, willpower only lasts so long. So you let them eat the foods that they love and just try to keep it as healthy and wholesome as possible. The main thing we need to avoid are processed foods. Processed foods are no good. So we're talking th anything that's in a bag that can last for years on end, chips, crackers, um, you know, uh, pastries, any of those things that have the trans fats that are made basically in a laboratory or a factory, those are the ones we need to look out for. But you could still have those a couple of times a week with the intermittent fasting. You don't have to swim any You can have beer a couple of times a week. You can have wine a couple of times a week. All those things that, you know, these other diets say, oh, you can only keto. Well, you have to eat 90% fat or Atkins. You can't eat any carbs or paleo. Everything has to be raw. You know, whatever it might be, there's, there's no rules like that with intermittent fasting. The only rule is when you eat, you eat during that window. So your body gets that mini famine to dip into your fat stores and burn off the fat and renew your cells to eat up those dead cells. So, and that, you know, we, I use the, uh, the car analogy again. It's kind of like if you have a car with broken down parts in it and, you know, it might be one part of the engine, a small part of the engine that's broken down, but it's going to screw up the whole function of the car. Well, that's how it is with these dead cells that remain in our body. If we don't clear them out through that autophagy, then it starts gumming up the works for the whole rest of our body as well. So that's, it's, it's not just the fat loss and it's not just the energy. It's also the body renewal that comes from fasting. It's, it's amazing. So it, it's the way our bodies are supposed to work. Well, that's good stuff, Luke. And I appreciate you, um, uh, visiting with us today. Uh, again, you can find Luke on social media, uh, Facebook or LinkedIn. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link up here at the end of the, uh, the recording and you can click out and reach out and ask him any questions. Um, 
he is based in the Houston area here for those of you that might be questioning. But as he said, the migration to virtual coaching is working. Okay. Um, I, I have clients I can in, in Canada now, even I've trained with somebody. That's, oh, there you go. It's yeah. wonderful. I, you know, I, I hope that, I hope that, you know, COVID has been tough on a lot of us and we've, we've had to, you know, change a lot of things. I was heartbroken when my, my studio shut down. I'd been in for almost 20 years. But I'm I'm starting to make the pivot now. I think it's going to be great for everybody. I think that um, I think it's going to end up being great for everybody. I know it's going to be great for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it certainly worked for me, and I I have become uh, spoiled actually by being able to do all my client work virtually and not have to invest the time driving between appointments and and waiting right. for meetings to occur. Uh, we just jump online and, and get busy and, and get into the, the meat of the subject. So um, again, Luke, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having uh, me. I want to uh, remind everybody that uh, this podcast is, is made available uh, online and uh, my own blog is dougthorpe.com. You can uh, reach out, join our mail list. You'll get weekly updates on the articles I'm posting and publishing. And Great you'll article. get links to interviews just like this. So I'm uh, a big fan. I love your articles. Well, thank you, Luke. I think that's it for today, Luke. Thanks again Thanks, for coming out. I enjoyed it. Appreciate you having me. And uh, we'll say goodbye until the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Yes, sir. This has been Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. For more information, visit us on the web at DougThorpe.com. This program is sponsored by Headway Executive Coaching, your source for leadership development and team leading effectiveness. For more information, visit HeadwayExec.com.